As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gentlemen, it's good to be back. Good to have you back. Welcome back, Chad. You guys did a lovely job on the show last week. I was very proud. I almost wore that same shirt. Did you? Yeah. You have the same shirt. Yep. Why didn't we wear the same shirts in Las Vegas or at the card show? We should have. Matching shirts. <sighs> well, I partially remedied that. And Ricky, we did not plan this. Maybe you did, but that was a perfect segue. No. Ricky, you did not get one yet, but yours is coming. Okay. It's because you ghosted Tim and I for the for this past week in the text message column. Mm-hmm. Tim has his, our spiffy new Ooh. Pack to the Future trucker hats. <laughs> Designed by Chaz. Mm-hmm. Those are. You can wear them backwards, flat brim. You can keep the tag on, wear your chains around them. That, that is, that's pretty sharp looking. It, it is sharp. Actually, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it, it does look good. Are you going to wear that to the National? Well, yeah, I bought them a couple months ago when the three amigos were going to go to the National. <laughs> you can carry In around. In 2022, that. the three amigos will wear the Pack to the Future hats. In the meantime, Atlantic we could, City, baby. We could like uh, get you like a fanny pack around your belly and have like an iPad and you could like FaceTime yeah. Tim and I. You, and we could be like the, <laughs> walking three amigos. I would. Oh, I am so down for that. Honestly, <laughs> I, I have some gimmicks lined up for this show and that would be really funny. Uh, Oh my god, that would be funny. Just, just don't cut a window in your pants like you did that little bag you posted on Instagram. <laughs> There's an Adam. Oh, it's a 101. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pack to the Future. I'm your host, Ricky, a.k.a. Mr. eBay. <laughs> and I am joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Dr. Chad. Someone call for a doctor? How you doing, Doc? I'm good, buddy. We're joined as always. He doesn't have a collar on. 
You can't win to save his life, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Tim! And you never walk away from the table. Here we go, baby. Prepare to be underwhelmed. Well, this week, we are going to talk about National Treasure screwing the people over. We've got, uh, we've got some grading issues, and we've got some selling issues. But more importantly... We've got some Tim issues. We have some big time Tim issues. We've tried to avoid this topic on the show for the last little bit, but this is unavoidable. <laughs> Tim, um, we I never did get from you. You 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 literally um, inspired an entire segment on this week's show. Uh, in Apparently, the next I segment, did uh, with the <laughs> the National Treasure uh, card you sold, and we talked about it a little bit last week. You said you didn't want to talk about it. I honored your wishes this week. There will be no such honoring. <laughs> tell us what you sold and tell us what you sold it for. <laughs> I just want to give uh, an example so, of how bad your luck is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're referencing the Donovan Mitchell uh, 2017 National Treasures uh, true RPA out of 99. Yeah. Of which uh, originally there were only redemptions for. And you could take the gamble on those sight unseen for about $4,000, $4,500. And I did twice. <laughs> you had two? Wait, yeah. is that what you're saying? <laughs> this um, wasn't supposed to be a fight segment, but we're we're escalating this quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. That's a that's a it's a beer foul of some kind. Um, and so you wait a couple months after buying these, scratching off the codes and sending them in and they went live pretty quickly, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And I dumped one of them because it was not really a two-color patch. They only had the gold and the navy, um, you know, two-tone patches. And the second one only had like a 10% sliver of blue aside from the gold. So that one got jettisoned, had a worse auto. And then the one I kept was pretty well centered. Um, nice auto, nice patch. Fast forward, back when I did not know what I was doing grading, and I still might not know, but back then I really didn't know, yeah, and I yeah, criticized like you know the crap now. out of this. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody knows, but I criticized well, no, the crap no, no, out no, of Tim, this. No, 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 Tim, hold on. People know. I just need you to know. People know. You don't yeah. know. I just got a sub yeah, back today yeah. with 50% PSA 10s. The other 50 were 9, so I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> yeah, People know, nice, Tim. Nice, yeah. And I posted on Instagram, too, on our story about the joke about sending in a pristine card and getting back a six so with a little Thanos snap of the fingers so tell but us I, about your terrible luck yeah I critiqued about you know that anyway that RPA critiqued the, critiqued the heck out of it and I thought the centering was bad I sold it to a guy for $4,500 basically just got my money back and he promptly sent it to BGS back when they were still getting things back in a timely manner and he shoved the result right in my face and he's like ha BGS 9.5, baby. Congratulations, Ross Berman. So, <laughs> I'm sure. Damn it, Ross. At some, by now. <laughs> no, but yeah, and at that point, it was worth about $8,000. Fast forward to this year, and it's upward of about $19,000, $20,000 as a mm. true gem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Chaz does not approve of your early sale. As I mentioned last week, you are the walking rain cloud. 
I am the worst. But that's only one of many, many instances that we have to cover here, Tim. You have escalated your terrible luck really just exponentially over the past couple of weeks, but in the world of sports betting, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about some of these terrible beats that you've had. Should we go in chronological order or just in the order that I told you guys about? What do you think, Ricky? Mm. Least worst to most awful? Yeah. Least worst to most awful. And then tell us before you go most awful. I've got a a drum roll. We've got to start using these elements. (laughs) Okay. So I'll just go in chronological order because that, that kind of matches up anyway. So No, you just asked us and we told you. <laughs> yeah, you. No, I said it just matches <laughs> you up. I, he knows better than you, ladies. <laughs> no, no, fine, whatever. No, it actually goes in order anyway. Okay, so. okay. Uh, I believe 3rd. that because he got angrier and angrier and bet more and more is what I believe. Yeah, and you just had awful beats and that's what spurred this. Yeah. Well, there's lots of different methodologies to recouping losses, but uh, I don't know that I was intentionally doing that or trying to or not. Sure. June 3rd. It's a Thursday. Coasting pretty high because I've been having a pretty darn good week. For me, that was up $3,140 when I checked my balance. Okay. The betting weeks are Sundays to Sunday. So Thursday being up is generally a pretty good sign because you're over the hump and you're, you're coasting into the weekend. Nuggets Blazers, game six. This is the game after Damian Lillard went completely nuts in, what was it, triple OT for 55 points. Thinking that... That feels like a lifetime ago. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just these playoffs are dragging. But anyway, the next game, I bet the over um, for the points in the second half. After they had scored 70, so they really didn't show any signs of fatigue. Um, they were still shooting lights out. And so... So, so you made a bet ha- on the second half of a game over under. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> okay. you can kind of get a feel for a game after watching the first half. And okay. So usually it's a little bit more intuitive to, to guess on the second half. And so after 70 points combined in the third quarter... Um, I had the over at 112 and a half points. So they had to score at least 113 for my bet to cash. And so they didn't need much. 43 points combined. Willard, off his hot shooting game, finally poops out and he goes one for four for the quarter. And the Blazers scored how many points that quarter? 14. What did the total for the half end at? 112. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ouch. No! But whatever, I move on because I'm still doing well for the week. Half point losses are no big deal. They're actually fairly common in the world of sports betting, and that's why those stupid half points matter. Is that what your sports bookie keeps telling you? <laughs> That's what I keep telling myself and what fellow sports bettors commiserate with. But June 19th, trying to turn the ship around. I kind of dialed it back, only put $80 on a parlay. This was an $80 parlay to win about 1000 bucks. I'm on the last leg, so the last pick of a four-pick parlay. Watching some baseball, you know, I'm kind of 
half-heartedly looking at my phone and uh, trying to minimize expectations. But the <laughs> Orioles, which uh, Chad kind of questioned me about because they are one of the worst teams in the major leagues right now. <laughs> like what made you wake up relegated last year? <laughs> yeah. What made you wake up th- that morning and say like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to bet on the Orioles today. <laughs> there was some thought to this. I mean, it's the law of averages, right? The Orioles had lost. Matter. Tim, the, Orioles the law lost of averages have never <laughs> applied to you in your entire life. We did a whole segment on fatal four ways where you literally fell into fourth place almost every time. You're taking logic and applying it to the one person on this planet that logic does not apply to. Damn it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Continue. Orioles had lost 21 games straight on the road at that point, I think. It was some absurd number. So the Orioles and, and Timmy were due. It was their first game back home, I think. And I was like, well, they can't play any worse than they played on the road at home. And I was right. I was right for eight innings of this game. They were winning seven to three. No, seven to four going into the top of the ninth. So they're playing at home. Top of the ninth rolls around. They're 98.7% favorites going into the top of the ninth. I'm counting my money on this parlay already. I was like, hey, a thousand bucks off of $80. Not bad. I actually went to my phone and I pushed a little green check mark next to the parlay. I was like, I'm cashing this. Why? 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 Okay. 15 minutes later, (laughs) I go back and I check, you know, it's about bedtime right now. And I roll over and I look and I'm like, what in the, (laughs) but how many runs did the blue Jays score in the top of the ninth? Like one or two would have been acceptable. They hung a six spot in the top of the ninth to win 10 to seven. That was that night that I was awakened by both Twitter and Apple news feeds blowing up my phone. Pitcher brings gas can to Baltimore, light city on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And sure enough. So bad. So bad. Yeah. So that was bad, but there's more. (laughs) It gets worse, guys. It gets worse. Hey, you remember when I was talking about Mbappe at the Dallas Card Show in March? I was super jazzed and off the heels of a lot of hype, Mbappe cards went from $1,100 to $580 on June 27th. I'll I'll be honest. The only reason I know Mbappe is because of you, and you have been Uh shoving it down our throat. He's probably the only soccer player that's like a superstar right now that I know. Uh Uh-huh. Does that sound like a superstar's card values to you? <laughs> this is a 2018 Prism World Cup uh, PSA 10 that I'm referencing, by the way. So. Yeah, Ricky, as your eBay status has been in question on the Instagram world, I would advise you not to answer that question. Oh, I'm not touching soccer <laughs> for the 10 foot pole. Good, good, good. <laughs> Stay away, people, especially any card I bought. But this is relevant because on June 28th, France versus Switzerland in the ongoing European Championship. Knockout round seemed like a pretty safe bet to take France, heavily favored, return champions. Uh, $100, that's all. Took a little five-pick parlay to win about 1500 if it was to cash. Still early Hold in the on, day. Let's, pa- let's pause. Let's Wait, pause. is this let's number pause. one? I'm, 
Yeah, this this was the worst beat of the three that I told you guys about. I imagine Tim walking in like Vince McMahon walking down the aisle with, with his stacks of cash. Heavily no paid chance. France, huh? mm-hmm. see about that. No chance. Had a little confidence playing. going into this. You know, there's no way. Little, little Switzerland was going to lose to France. Got my Mbappe card sitting on my lap. Super excited. This leg two. Pick number two because it's still early in the morning. Uh, because of these games of uh, airing in the morning over here. France minus half a goal. They just had to win. Win by a goal in regulation. So I don't know if you guys were watching this game or not. Or I was. I fell asleep during the end. You fell asleep during the end, right? Because you're like, oh, okay, France, you know, Soccer. they finally went up three to one. Right. Um, a little after halftime and, uh, you know, yeah, soccer is boring. They kick the ball back and forth and you're expecting a two goal lead to, to hold up generally. Especially from one of the best countries of in the world at soccer. Oh, absolutely. And so I looked away from the TV. I went and I did something else. I pick up my phone with about 85. Yeah, no. So 85 minutes. 85 minutes left, or 85 is, minutes into is, the match. Is this Five the sound your left. phone made? You went to Facebook is where you went. That's where you, you were on Facebook <laughs> documenting this up. This is a lock. That's where you stepped away from. <laughs> no. So I pick my phone back up. I look at the score. I'm on a little bit of a lag because at this point I'm on vacation with my parents in California. And I have kind of crappy cell reception, right? So we're driving on our way to lunch, and I pick my phone back up. And, you know, the, the score, I was like, oh, okay, well, it's 3-2 to two at this point. That sucks. And so I messaged my friends who were watching the soccer game on Facebook Messenger. And I was like, WTF, France? FFS, for F's sake. And then what was France like? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just busting your butt he's just busting your balls just talking to you the way i talk to my 10 year old son who talks like that wtf france <laughs> the story gets better though so they didn't know i was on a lag and they're like yeah exactly i go to update my phone again i click refresh because i'm like well are they talking about the same thing i don't know because i kind of knew i was a lag at that point and the score flashes across 3-3, 90th minute. I'm like, no! <laughs> no! I just no. imagine him starting to curse in the car. His parents have no clue why. No. The purge music starts playing. <laughs> he starts shutting all his uh, all his, bl- his blinds. <laughs> Everyone walks out of their house and just stares and points at Tim. <laughs> Blink face. <laughs> What have I done? What did I do? <laughs> but there's still a chance for you to win. There still is. No, no, because the bets are in regulation. So <laughs> at 90 minutes, that's all that matters because they don't want to factor in the overtimes or the penalty kicks. And I dug a little deeper because I was like, so when did, when did this match get tied? Because I had already checked the score at 85 minutes. And the... The tying goal was scored in the 90th minute. Like, do you guys realize that's the <laughs> soccer equivalent of like a 0.1 second like, buzzer beating uh, shot? Yeah. But at least after all that, after all that money you lost, you still had your Mbappe card. And he was going to come be the savior of the day. And that value was going to go up, up, up until Timmy could sell it. Yes, yeah, Zoe. 
What kind of soccer advice was that? <laughs> oh, Pretty sure I heard you solely. right. You said it was going to double by the Euros. You didn't mean that it was going to tank by half. Well, no, but I think, but he won the day and, and it has probably increased substantially, right? No. What happened, Tim? I already told you earlier, it dropped to like 500, 500, $580, $600 ish. Yep. 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 Rounding Mbappe, up generously. And then it goes to overtime and Mbappe missed the game losing kick. Yeah. Best shot. Best striker on Francis side. Manages to blow the penalty kick. How much is your card worth now? I don't know. I haven't checked. Don't remind me. <laughs> so all of this got us thinking. Tim, Ricky and I, as you know, we are world-renowned ghost hunters. Yeah. yeah we have I've, traveled I've the earth to the, to the scariest places on earth. Ricky, this man is cursed. There's no other way to explain it. He right. is cursed. Right. And so we're going to do a little something right now. We've got Mrs. Doc here. We're, we're going to have her do a little tarot reading for you live on the air, Timmy. We, we oh, think man. that you need it. So let me, let me extend this microphone here. Let's see. Mrs. Doc, can you lean into this? Hi. Hi, Mrs. Doc. All right. So she's, gonna, she's got the tarot cards laid out in front of her. Go, go ahead. And what we want to know is what do I need to know about Tim's gambling? Okay, I'm gonna do a five card illumination and um, and clarity spread. I don't know what that means, but she has cards, and she's shuffling. I like the sound of cards. <laughs> we've no, got Tim. Tim, no, you have to be invested Tim, in this. Tim, we've got to get this ghost Wait, out of is, you. Come like on, with, man. With tarot cards, are there like tarot cards? Are there? Is there like a three card flop? And then like, do I get to hold two? <laughs> no, Tim. Okay, I'm going to put a microphone or an earpiece in her ear. Here we go. Go ahead. Okay, so the first card is the fool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're such an idiot, Tim. (laughs) Okay. But the fool means that it's a person that takes risks, is impulsive and wild, and does not plan or have careful analysis of the situation. Doesn't sound like me at all. Come <laughs> on, guys. <laughs> well, I, think it's, I think the specific question is about gambling, so maybe it's just it's what actually gambling pretty does accurate. to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then the next card is the two of hearts, and hearts always mean emotion. Um, so I think there's a lot of emotion in this impulsivity and the gambling. Um, this is getting scary. The next- did you shuffle? Are you sure you shuffled? <laughs> yeah. I did watch her. You dealing from the bottom? Uh huh. She's dealing from the bottom. Yeah. Tim, not everything's a conspiracy. It's just you've had some bad luck, man. You got a demon. This is what we're telling you. Come on, which car is bent right now? Where's the bent corner? Uh. <laughs> I would never bend these cards. They're very important to me. Um, okay, so then um, we have the the swords, and um, it's the king of swords. That means obsession, obsessive thoughts, uh, fears, and paranoia. Um, so I think that maybe this I like where this is going <laughs> keeps you up at night a little bit. Maybe. Hmm, maybe. Um, it's and quite then, possible. Two more. Two more cards here. Two more. Oh, yeah. geez. It's a five. It's a five card spread. I did the. I know you told me that. I did a quick one. Um, I know you're just seven you're cards just cutting like him right to is. his soul right now, and this is this is literally a lashing to the soul for Tim. 
Okay. <laughs> um, we have the Prince of Wands. Um, Dad's so... angled the camera towards the desk so that I know that this isn't uh, <laughs> scripted. <laughs> scripted by us. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The Prince of Wands. This is the wrong show for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that that usually means that you've um, lost motivation or you're depressed about something. Did text um, you guys that recently. Mm-hmm. No. Um, okay, and then the pentacles is the last card. And that usually has to do... Sorry, I'm not getting close enough to the mic. Okay, the, the pentacles is the last Watch card. It. It's the three of pentacles. This is a family um, show. So like <laughs> testicles and... Pen- pentacles. pentacles. Well, thanks, Tim, for coming right out and saying <laughs> <laughs> Honey, again, this... Pentacles. <laughs> that that card's for later. <laughs> pentacles. And pentacles, like like stars. Um, like stars. Like stars. Oh, I know. I got you. I'll okay. Um, so that it's a it's a low number. So it, it usually means the pentacles have to do with money problems or failure. Um, and the low number, that means that um, you're losing money or you're losing, <laughs> yeah, large amounts. <laughs> That's uh, all pretty accurate. Large amounts on halftime bets. In sports, yeah, yeah. So, um, based on the card with the fool and then the separate suits that we pulled, um, I'm I'm betting that you have some type of curse. That with betting's, uh, yeah, convenient so, word to use. Tim, earlier today we <laughs> we did think you were cursed. <laughs> Mrs. Doc and I did prepare a box for you at your house. Do you have that box? Yeah, I mean this. This is coming as no surprise, right? Like you guys know, I do have a decent amount of self awareness, and uh, mm-hmm. that's actually pretty freaky, as that, far as how accurate that was. Right. Yep. Which is how this goes. Which is why it's terrifying, and why I don't generally. Uh, do a whole so lot of we want to do a cleanse, Tim, okay. a, an honest, honest to goodness cleanse. Yeah. Mrs. Doc had had supplied some cleansing materials there. You've got them. We want you to light it. Okay. And as we go into break, we want you to recite that poem that comes with it to get rid of your curse. I'm opening the box now. It's a nice little pamphlet that says Mama Wonderbar. With a, with a bowl that I'm not supposed to smoke, but light on fire. <laughs> Are you going to smoke you, it? You don't smoke. No. Tim, you're doing everything to not get rid of the curse. You don't. Oh, I know. You have to smoke it first of all. And was this sage? Yeah, Uh, sage, right? As far as I can tell, it's a it's a smudging stick. Smudging stick, yep. And it's not going to work unless you take some massive rips off that bad boy. (laughs) Um, It's by the end. I was asking you about, but he's got rid of his curse. (laughs) By God, he's green and a monster and dead. One of my friends who's. uh, you know, Buddhist. He was like, "You need to get your your butt to a temple." That's what so I Tim, would do if I was Tim has situation. lit it. We can see smoke. Mm-hmm. Tim, lead us into break by by reciting reciting that poem there, and let's get rid of this curse. Sounds like a plan. All right, just reading from the top. From the top, my man. All right, cleanse the space, remove the past, fill this place with joy and love. Negative energy may not stay. I release it. 
Hey there, Pac-Maniacs. Have you ever thought to yourself, boy, I wish I was on the winning end of one of Tim's team's disastrous late-game meltdowns? Have you ever wanted to send Ricky countless text messages regarding a fantasy trade, only to have him never return or ever call you back? Or even better, do you want to listen to me give you countless excuses as to why Drew locked through that last interception? Well, if so, the Pack to the Future Fantasy Football League is right for you. Details are coming soon. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. You can check us out on our Instagram at Pack to the Future Podcast or search for us on YouTube. Guys, um, at the end of last week's show, I talked to Timmy, uh, and we kind of started the show this week about your uh, your um, Donovan Mitchell RPA National Treasures that you sold. Um, and let me ask you guys first a couple of questions. Um, you guys each have a few relic or patch cards, correct? Yeah. Yep. Do you have any minimum requirements for relics or patches that you collect? No. I, go ahead, Tim. No, go ahead. It, it I don't buy... Yeah, I guess I do. Usually it's got to be an RPA. Okay. Because I, I'm trying to minimize the bolt cards that I have, and I don't want just a little napkin patch. Okay. So it's and the... So, so you're going after rookies. Usually, yep. Usually rookies okay. or just a ridiculous patch. I have a couple of Rudy Gobert's that are just... You know, patches of the logo or something there. So either an RPA, which is nicer, or some type of patch that has a logo in it. Okay. What about you, Timmy? For me, it's the colors, and if it's uh, not game worn or game used, no thanks. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm similar to Tim that way, uh, or I like to think I am. I think we all have some patches that like we'll let slide because it's our favorite player or something, but. Nico. <laughs> well, then that's that's kind of where I'm going here, and I'll tell you through this process, I, you know, we've we've seen a number of different ways that they can list it, right? Which is the uh, the bottom, which is enclosed material not associated with any specific player, game, or event. Uh, then you've got player worn slash used. You've got event used, game used, or game worn. Um. And I want to just have a little bit of a discussion about that uh, while talking about National Treasures specifically. Um, with National Treasures, it's a product that comes out at the end of the year uh, or towards the end of the year by comparison, towards the end of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right, Timmy? National Treasures? Correct. Yeah. And then Flawless usually after the end of the season because they have to wait for the actual in-season patches generally. Well, you just stepped all over my point, Timmy. Because... <laughs> That is the big problem with National Treasures, in my opinion. I think that National Treasures is the most sought-after product, even above Flawless. Would you both agree with that statement? Yeah. Yes. That's like the the standard for RPAs. Yeah, right. So, so I did some research on this, and what got me started really was my Nico Mannion, uh, and it was actually a Flawless uh, stick with us here because this might get a little confusing. My flawless uh, Nico Mannion in, at the University of Arizona came back and said it was a player-worn slash used um, card. And uh, I have it on good authority, very good authority, that get player used or worn, it means 
Jerseys get shipped to their home, and they get paid to put on one after the other. I think that's a total rip. I think that's completely an abomination to what, um, what the idea of patches were in the first place, which is a piece of history, a piece of something that this player wore while playing my favorite sport for my favorite team, what have you. That's a completely ridiculous expectation, Ricky. (laughs) Do you think that because of the product, Ricky, that it's flawless or because it's misleading by looking at the card? Flawless uh, and National Treasure are also your typical more ex- most expensive products. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fact that they are the most expensive and that they are coming out at the end of the season, uh, I think is done intentionally to try and create, make some collectors believe that, oh, we're waiting on the actual patches from these games. Uh, I see. Uh, and for the prices you're paying, uh, it, I think it's ironic that in some of the lower end products, you're getting game worn. Um Absolute, our, our one of our old favorites, is really good with uh, game worn, um, and a couple lower other lower end products. And I think that it's a travesty that National Treasures gets all this hype as the best when it doesn't have an actual game worn jersey. Um, I wanted to go in and, and kind of illustrate this point a little bit more. So I did some research and I looked up a couple uh, basketball players. Um, the Giannis Antetokounmpo had a National Treasure RPA. Uh, sell in September of 2020. That was BG, it was a one of one logo man, and it was a BGS grade nine with a ten auto. It sold for one point, over 1.8 million. That mm-hmm. jersey wow. was event worn. Event event worn. What do you think, Jad? What do you think that means? Event worn. That makes me think. So I don't know. This is pure speculation. Sure. You no, can that, rip that, me for this. No, if you this know. is that's what this is meant for. Off the top of my head, it would make me think at like a card show or at a meet the team event. Yes. Or like Mm -hmm. a community event where for some reason, maybe a basketball camp. So National Treasures, I do have a college football patch, right? And I'm thinking pep rally. I think, you know, it's easier to illustrate what you're (laughs) trying to say, right? Pep rally. Um, What about you, Timmy? What do you think it might be? That warm. Honestly, I mean, it could be like the day after his draft, right? Like he could have gone on a little meet and greet around the stadium and been right. like, hey, I'm wearing a Bucks jersey. Like, right. Maybe, maybe that's giving it a little. <laughs> Another <laughs> yeah. one I've heard. Exactly, on... right? That's maybe too generous, though. I don't know. Well, one I've heard online is uh, photo shoot. That's an mm-hmm. event for some of these cards. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these cards only do the, the photo shoots. I just think that that is such a ripoff when you're spending $1.8. One two million dollars for an event worn jersey. Another illustration in January 2021, National Treasure RPA of Steph Curry. This one was out of 25, BGS grade 9.5 with a great auto of 10, sold for $948,000. The Zion Williamson in June 2020, National Treasure RPA at a 99, ungraded, sold for a hundred thousand. Both of those jerseys were player worn or used. The jersey was shipped to him, put on for a moment, and taken off. The flawless, on the other hand, as you kind of hinted at, Timmy, was the Zion is game worn. Um, but there is a currently a Zion slash jaw, one of one, dual logo man, national treasures. And I do think that this is their um, online version that they also made a card for. 
blockchain. Uh, yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. they had released a physical card right then with their blockchain, which they don't do anymore. All of those player worn, player worn or used, not even event. Um, and then I went on to go beyond national treasures, and I'll dump this last piece of info. Then we'll have a little chat about it. Uh, even the Michael Jordan card, or excuse me, not Michael Jordan, LeBron James, uh, was uh, in June 2020. His upper deck RPA. At a 23 sold for, it was a BGS 9.5 and auto 10 sold for 1.8 million. And then in April, 2021 sold for the same card, 5.2 million. Yeah. That one spelled out that he only wore that at a photo shoot. Oh, it specifically said that. <laughs> it said that specifically or? on the back of the That's upper surprising. deck card. Okay. Uh, so why do you guys think, why do you, either of you feel that there isn't more outrage over this? Um, do we really even care about RPAs? Is it just extra decoration to you guys, to the collectors on it, on average? What do you guys think as to why National Treasure is still more in demand when you have a flawless product in the professional sports leagues or you're, are giving you game-worn? Your first question was, like, does it actually improve the aesthetics of a card, and is that why we like them? Well, just what is the, what's the purpose of chasing an RPA to either of you? Why, why the P? Why not chase a RA, an auto only? Yeah. Is it because you, you know, yeah, just, yeah. what is this, what does this piece of Jersey serve for you? Is it decoration? Is it an, is it like an auto? To me, it's like an auto. And I'm yeah, curious what I, you guys think. I think for an RPA specifically, like if you're documenting that this rookie played in this year and that the card is something he signed in that year, you would want the Jersey to also be something he wore that year. Right. Or the player, sorry, not just he. Um, Right. So I think, I think it would be reasonable to expect that that Jersey was worn preferably for a game. Right. I think that is the value of flawless is that they wait so long because they actually want the player to have worn this memorabilia item. Right. But now it's become not even just game worn. It's very much leaning towards the fact that it's uh, event worn or player worn. But that surprises me about the the LeBron, the Jordan, the Curry, the Giannis, right? Like I would have expected cards from those eras or those years to be um, a higher likelihood of actually being game worn. Right. right? I, I would have expected that to be part of the value. Which is actually pretty impressive then that these cards have sold for that much, right? Because then who knows what the value would be if they were actually game-worn. I mean, like a game-worn piece of a Jordan rookie. And, <laughs> Can geez, you imagine? <laughs> or LeBron. Or, yeah, even Curry, right? Yeah. Wow. What about you, hmm. Chad? Yeah, Chad. What is the purpose of an RPA? Well, I think the traditional sense that we think of is the RPA, as you both mentioned, should have a piece of a game-worn jersey. And I think that we as collectors potentially contribute to the problem that Panini can put in player worn, yet we still call it an RPA. Right. I mean, at the beginning of this segment, I told you RPAs is what I collect or what I look for in a patch. But even the one that I just purchased this week of Drew Locke is player worn, yet I still called it to you in the commercial break right. an RPA. <laughs> and perhaps we're all doing ourselves a disservice. By lumping that in, I mean, we're giving Panini mm-hmm. or whoever's making the cards in whatever sport, we're giving them the benefit of the doubt by still calling these cards RPAs, even though they are not truly giving us the product 
of maybe what we're thinking is an RPA. Well, and, and to go to, to build on that, Chad, you know, we have a lot, we do a lot of shtick where Chad will banter with Tim and I, mainly me, but Tim also about how bad baseball sucks. <laughs> Cards. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but I'm telling you, and, and I do find myself one wondering why I'm going back to baseball repeatedly um, when my team is terrible. Uh, and it's my least favorite of the three to watch. Um, and part of it is because they're the more affordable card, but part of it is they do a complete as bad of a job as Panini does with theirs patches. I think tops does that good of a job with theirs. Uh, the overwhelming majority are game worn. They're the only comp, uh, sport league that will put those stickers on that will tell you where, which game specifically that Jersey came from, um, that I've seen anyway. Um, I really think that they do a good job with it. And I think that we've, I think you're right, Chad. I think we've allowed Panini. We said, Hey, national treasure, vertical RPA. That's the classic. And we just forgive them for all the rest. Let's brand it right now. Pack to the future podcast. These are not RPAs. If they're not truly game worn, yep. they are RPWAs player worn. Yes. Player worn player worn autographs well and you know we could dive into the whole thing of what do you think like game worn versus game used means we got into that a little bit last week uh, with my cousin and right of like i didn't even think about that 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 could be a shoot around shirt a, right. or jersey it could be warm-ups um we i think we i think that what i the message i want to get out there is you should not trust panini or any of the card companies at all and you should read the back of that card and whatever that wording says, assume the lowest common denominator because they trust me. They want to advertise if it's game used, they're going to be flashing that baby all over the place. Uh, trust me, they're going to use the most advantageous language. So uh, go trademark RPWA for us, Ricky. <laughs> done. This Tim. is our way out of work. Yes, Tim, <laughs> file it and file it next to junkies. <laughs> <laughs> get your tax guy on it <laughs> all these right. are good points ricky I, I like it some good deep thinking for our listeners well, it's not all comedy here man you gotta make gotta think a little bit yeah i'm just saying timmy like i think that there might be some pretty cool rpas out there that are not national treasure of donovan not not a ton but maybe that are actually game used uh ross has them <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure ross has purchased like a key to donovan's home at this point <laughs> okay on instagram today this is i'll try and make this short yeah kyle and wax museum post, posted a podcast this week where he brought on vintage pacers cards i think is his handle anyway they talked about how the two of them will collaborate on which pacer cards that they want to buy so that they're not driving up price and they share them and they're best friends and you know they go running on the beach together and they kind of frolic and, and it's all good and they share cards and it's great. And all I could think to myself is every Donovan Mitchell collector out there is like facing Ross, who's the nicest guy in the world, which makes it even worse in like <laughs> Mortal Kombat. And he just has flawless victories every time with like the worst brutalities against all of us trying to bid against his cards. Mm -hmm. um, Spinal cord ripped out, heart ripped yeah. out, arms ripped off so he can't bid on eBay. And he owns all the cards, which are great. And it's, it just makes it so hard because he's such a nice guy. But mm -hmm. it, it made me think about that. So with Donovan Mitchell, yeah, it doesn't matter. He owns uh, it. Just don't buy golds because we can't afford them. And so those are the ones that you really have to fight Ross for. So <laughs> stay away. 
All right. Well, when we come back, uh, PayPal is screwing people over, and I don't know what to say about our grading companies. We'll be right back after this. Hey there, Jimmy. JCK O'Houlihan. That's right, son. I'm here to tell you about Card Ladder. If you like collecting, investing, tracking your cards, then Card Ladder's right for you. Gee, Mr. O'Houlihan, I can't wait. Just remember, Jimmy, the four C's of Card Ladder. Cards, collection, compare, and cards. So go to the link in the show notes. Check out the Pack to the Future link to start your seven-day free trial today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Ricky, Tim, I'm excited for this third segment because Tim Tim decided, rather, to put his last couple of days into breaking Instagram and the internet. And I think he successfully accomplished this with, with some new stories here. Tim, I, the HGA video we're going to touch on here in just a moment. Oh, I could not, I, I've got some feelings about it, but we got a few things that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about PayPal, HGA. I have my SNC card return that we talked about with my VMAX Jesus Shuttlesworth that I sent in a couple of weeks ago. And then we got some news from PSA as well. So Tim, let's start with, the PayPal. Ricky and I were kind of wrestling guys. So just like the uh Montreal. Ricky, what was the one that Brett the Hitman Hart got screwed on? The Montreal screw job? Montreal. We're gonna call this one the PayPal screw job. So okay. Tim, why don't you tell us about PayPal? Yeah. Every now and then, you know, these companies update you, right? Usually it's the boring terms of service update, you know, delete. And PayPal did send one that was like, you know, hey, uh updating your account and how it's going to be used. Like, well, that sounds different. Maybe my account got suspended again. (laughs) So I pull up this email and it's attached to a photograph that says, um, Hey, we've updated the fee structure. Um, you know, you're looking through looks harmless enough. You know, you have to dig into it, settle into it a little bit and, uh, figure out what they're actually trying to tell you. And the first row looks great says currently your online credit and debit card payments without chargeback protection your fee is 2.9 percent which we're all familiar with the plus 30 cents you know people don't like doing math but that's that's been standard i think a lot of people know that so it's basically the the three percent fee that paypal's always done so it noticeably dropped from 2.9 to 2.59 percent i was like oh that's a win that actually went down What a pleasant surprise. I'm about to give them a little pat on the back like eBay has been doing lately, giving us some better terms of service for the seller. But no, they blew it in a heartbeat by extending the next line to say plus 49 cents instead of 30 cents. So while that might not seem like a whole lot, the large majority of eBay purchases probably fall under the range of $5.00 at least for the hobby, you know, in terms of sheer volume, there's tons of cars being sold at the one to $5 range. So that's a 50% increase on that 30 cent fee transaction fee, basically. So even though the overall percentage goes down, that's already a loss that's gone up to 49 cents. And you're speculating on the numbers of volume of cards from one to $5, just for the record. Yeah. I think you're right, but this is speculation. Yeah, speculation. So I wish I had some data on that, but I don't. But 
it's a it's a hunch, and you guys mm-hmm. know I like my conspiracies. So <laughs> don't we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next row, next row gets a little meatier. Um, the online credit and debit card payments with with chargeback protection. Can you explain the difference to me? Next to it, like what Actually, card in this world does not have chargeback protection? Well, no. So all of our cards, even debit cards now, do have that built in. Right. So that's another sneaky way that PayPal is trying to pull one over on us because they're offering the privilege of chargeback protection above and beyond what your credit card and debit cards already provide. But as a seller, if you wanted that peace of mind via PayPal directly, uh, currently it's that 2.9% plus 30 cent structure. But with the updated terms of service coming August 2nd, 2021, it is now 2.99%. So a sneaky little bump there, plus the increase from 30 cents to 49 cents. So 2.99% plus 49 cents per transaction. Mm. And that's something you have to opt into as a seller. What do you mean? So you're a seller and you want that protection against your buyer, uh, potentially 30 days later, clicking the little chargeback button or filing a claim through their card provider saying, hey, um, this was a fraudulent purchase or an erroneous erroneous purchase or my card got lost quote unquote lost and somebody bought it. Um, and so as a seller, you want that protection for a marginally increased fee. So the chargeback protection is referring to eBay's chargeback protection. eBay or you No, So this is you as the end payer. Well, right. Yeah. So you as an eBay seller, so I get to select the, which option I want to Correct. Okay. You as a seller, whether that's on PayPal, on eBay, on whatever forum or merchant site. But tell them the real kick in the nuts. Yeah. So not only that, but you know, this, this, um, the chargeback protection, like most people are going to opt into that reasonably. Right. Cause you, you know, it's like the trip insurance, right? Like I just booked a flight and was like, Oh, for $13 in case of any unforeseen circumstances, you can have, you know, f- trip insurance. It's going to be the same thing. They're going to make gobs and gobs and gobs of money off of just that little tiny little bump in fee because people are going to want it for peace of mind. The next kick, though, this is what really got me fired up. I was like, okay, you know, I can kind of understand that this is a pretty normal standard fee bump. But the third row, PayPal digital payments. Like, huh, PayPal is a digital payment processor. Currently, their fees are in line with their standard fee across the board, which is the 2.9% plus 30 cents. And this number bump got me a little bit just angry. 3.49%. That's just a really obvious bump from two to three. You know, that you can't play the whole like grocery 299 trick. They just went straight over. They went 3.49% plus the 49 cent fee. So you're thinking about this. Well, okay, you know, so you're already prepping for the fee bump, right? Because that's already what they were doing the first two rows. And then this one, they jacked it all the way up. And you had to think about this one. Because again, PayPal is a digital payment processor. And they're saying that their own digital payments are going to cost them more money or that they're going to charge you more money to use their own payment system that costs them nothing to funnel money back and forth between accounts. They're going to charge you more 
It's absurd. Think about that. Think about that. And then on top of that, so I dug into this a little bit more. Digital payments also includes PayPal Pay Later. PayPal Pay Later is basically like a installment plan or like a credit line. Oh, I've seen that where it says like you can own this Donovan Mitchell RPA for exactly. $46 for two, 24 months. Exactly. That. <laughs> <laughs> if that were an option from a guy named Tim selling one. Right. Uh-huh. But they're making interest off of that too, right? Like they're making money off of their own payments, making money off of their own payment credit lines. I mean, they're they're making gobs and gobs and gobs and gobs of money per transaction. And on top of that, fees on top of transaction fees on top of interest payments. That's insane. And it is. And you posted on it. Uh, posted it on the on our Instagram for our listeners to see those numbers. Uh, and and while we're at it, I'll just note uh, Stephen in Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, we we know where you are, and uh, you commented uh, what you thought was a funny joke. You're right, Mister eBay doesn't know the fee structure. I'm so far up in my ivory tower that I wouldn't know two point nine nine from three point four nine if I if it hit me in the ass. <laughs> But the real funny one was from Wax Museum Podcast. Uh, that says they wrote the, there are two guys that could have posted this. This post screams Tim. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be hard, right? Because on the internet, I'm always teetering between the edge of like you know fired up and troll. So like somewhere in that little limited range is uh, my tone of voice when I'm posting about something. Check and we all know I can't read, so I wouldn't have read that email anyway. So that narrowed it down to you pretty quick. Too. <laughs> so uh, so that was a good one. I uh, I don't even want to use uh, PayPal or Venmo anymore. Like they are really trying, they, they're like Panini. They are trying to lose our business. I swear yeah. it. No, but they know that we don't use other services, right? Like cash app exists. Zelle exists. Right. Uh, crypto exists. There's Apple pay. There's crypto. Facebook pay. I mean, they all have their trade-offs, but there are other options. But for whatever reason, the hobby community just hates not using PayPal. I mean, like yeah. PayPal has a stranglehold on so many different transaction types, like merchants, it's already like embedded in their, uh, you know, their checkout system. Like it just, PayPal's going to push this as far as they can. So, yeah. Oh man. Well, um, I don't even know what to do with that. I, we're just kind of on for the, on it for the ride, uh, for yep. better or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, Pay the extra percent. Watch it and, and bitch and complain to PayPal if you want. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's get some good, better news. Uh, Tim, uh, Chad, let's bring up your SNC graded submission. Yeah. So if you guys remember a few weeks ago, the, uh, the infamous card show incident where I was placed in card court for reasons that the plaintiffs could not get on board with, whether it's because I submitted a Pokemon card or it's because I left (laughs) Salt Lake city. You faced multiple charges. That's normal. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm still facing those charges now. But uh, anyway, I was told that my G-Max, what is it, G-Max Cuddle? I don't know. That it was going to come back in three weeks, and sure enough, right before the show aired, it came back in a nice little eBay envelope. So we're going to open it up right now and see what it's all about. Packaging, a little beat up from UPS, but it was within the three-week realm of what I was told. Yeah, yeah. 15 bucks a card. 
We're such beaten people. Like literally that we're happy that it came back on time. <laughs> All right, see what we got here. And if I recall, if I remember correctly, they don't do half grades. They're just whole okay. grades. And that looking under the microscope, I thought I was going to guess it was a nine, but I mean, I've never held a Pokemon card before. Okay. And the owner of the company thought it would be a nine as well. Okay. Yeah, Let's Pokemon we cards got. have really thin borders. So when they're off centered, it's super obvious. Yeah. So he's smiling. Timmy, Timmy, chuckling. Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is That's it? A, it's uh, a 10. It's yes! a gem mint 10. Nice. V Max 2021 Pokemon Sword and Shield. And then it's got the entire alphabet, which I guess is the card number. Shining Fates, Shining Fates Black Star Promo Hollow. <laughs> like, you know what? Guys? So, like the they put it in a plastic sleeve on the outside, which is a little beat up just because of the shipping method. Sure, but the case is pretty darn good quality. It's pretty sturdy. The logo, the label is a little crooked, but uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Looks yeah, like a pretty standard. Closer to like the thickness of an HGA slab than it is a PSA one, which would yeah. probably it be thinner next to it. It kind of reminds me of those PSA DNA slabs you see that are blue. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. That's what it kind of reminds me of. But yeah, the card's sharp looking too. And on the back, there's a little QR code. I suppose mm-hmm. you could scan it. Maybe it'll tell you some information. So I don't know. Maybe they... I'll give you a pop count again. Dude, is that a one on one? One on one. Oh my God. Get that on eBay. <laughs> Seriously. So let's see if this shows up here real quick as I scan the back of the card. Uh, case looks pretty good. Um, when I scan the photo, it just says SNC grading, and then I have to put in the serial number, which is 157 characters long. So we will not be doing that on this podcast. All right. So there you have it. Well, that uh, that's another company, another experience. Another one. Yep. You, you You're almost to the point that you could start a collection with all the different grading services. We're going to crack that HGA. I, we I, are cracking my Donovan Mitchell HGA. I think that's a mistake unless you're going to resubmit it somewhere else. I am. Okay. And I am. And I think to Beckett to get, to try and get that gold label. Tim, do you still have your, I'm um, so transitioning a little bit into HGA. Tim, do you still have your Luis Robert? Yes. I want to buy it off you and crack it to practice. Okay. okay? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's the least expensive card out of the the group that we... So, speaking of HGA, Tim broke the internet with this. Ricky, I don't know if you saw the video. Guys, I'm going to stay pretty neutral on what I say on this podcast about it. (laughs) You're Switzerland. (sighs) Oh, man. I am not. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear Ricky's There are some listeners I I was chatting with independently on Instagram. They they know my feelings on this, but... uh, Tim, you found a video. HGA, I'll kind of tee this up a little bit. HGA put out a video of kind of their behind the scenes. Uh, I'm talking about their team from the front desk to the research department and kind of showed you each step of the way. They showed their graders. They showed their tissue boxes and their plastic chairs. They showed (laughs) their um, customer service team. They showed their offices. And at the end, you get the uh, Dunder Mifflin kind of Michael Scott production. Everyone's <laughs> waving at the camera there at the end. Um, guys, it was That wholesome. was the most professional scene in the entire video, just so you know. <laughs> it, I just want you it, guys to know that. It really jumped out to me that, hey, we're, we're a smaller company that's a community company 
that is trying really hard in this graded card market. However, when I have my really expensive cards, that is not what I am looking for in a company. But Tim, um, tell us tell us your thoughts on this and what led you to snap that photo. Um, I guess, first of all, tell us about that photo, which you can find on our Instagram. But tell us about that photo and kind of briefly what your thoughts are. Yeah, anybody who hasn't seen this video yet, just go to YouTube and literally Google or search behind the scenes at HGA. Or, or hybrid grading approach, approach behind the scenes is what I yeah. did. Different ways to get there, but yeah. It should be the first one that pops up. It's dated June 28th. So by the time the, the episode airs this week, um, it'll have been a minute. But if you haven't watched it, you owe it to yourself to go watch it. Basically, they tried to pull the curtain back and do a little Wizard of Oz thing and show us behind the scenes what they were doing. And it is just horrendous. It's horrendous. I mean, I, I think the intention was was fantastic, right? Like, we have begged, begged PSA and Beckett to let us peek behind the scenes. I and don't want to hey, see anymore. I don't want to see. Exactly. No. I mean, it would ruin it all. It would ruin it all if it's anything like this. Um. But we, we wanted to know, and HGA showed us, and I think it completely backfired on them. I mean, like right now, I'm paused at 39 seconds into the video, and I'm staring at somebody's pot belly yeah. while he's fondling cards in a top loader. No, I no, Chad, don't give us that look. I'm going to tell you. Uh, I've never seen so many forearm tattoos in my life. Uh, I've never seen so many questionable whether or not they use soap in my life. Uh, you couldn't have told your employees one day, to come in and dress business casual. Uh, this is not who I want to see grading my cards. Uh, I don't believe half the people on this video know what sports are. Um, it, it, I I am so disheartened. When you look at their professional graders, it looks like they're at almost like a, uh, a nail spa <laughs> doing nails. And I'm telling you, when I think of my PSA grader, I want my grader, like, I'll, I'll equate it to a driver, right? I want them to be the most nervous driver. I want their head up into the into the uh, windshield, past the steering wheel. <laughs> These guys are those 17-year-old punks you see driving. They've got the seat reclined as far back as they can. Their fingertips are touching the steering wheel. They could not give less of a crap about the cards they are looking at. <laughs> I'm telling you, this video blows. <laughs> There's just so many funny things about the juxtaposition in this photo. I mean, like the whole video's got its its moments, right? But the specific moment I decided to screenshot, you've got a guy in a hoodie staring down at a desk. He's got maybe one card in his hand, so he who knows like what he's actually doing. He's got a box of tissues, Kleenex, like right next to him. Not microfiber cloth, tissues. Can you imagine what that's doing to surfaces? What he's been doing with the tissues, nobody wants to know. But he's sitting on an elementary-style plastic chair in flip-flops <laughs> grading a card. Behind him, there's a guy in a gamer chair, so he probably knows nothing about sports, like you said. But at least he was smart enough to find a chair that's comfortable enough to sit on for all of five minutes during this video. And there's loose cables dangling from the ceiling. <laughs> there is from the ceilings. <laughs> there's who knows what other kind of fire hazards all over the place. They're not even all facing the same way. It's just, yeah, it's not what you wanted to see. I mean. <sighs> oh, Ricky's muted. 
Yes, oh. him. This yes. Is, no, not on purpose. I wasn't muted yes. on purpose. Yes. <laughs> yes. Somebody else. Yes. Yes. We did it to him. We did it to him. He's so flustered. <laughs> No, but it just, like you pointed out at the very end where they're all waving the whole company that, like I said, that's the most professional shot of the whole bunch. Uh, there's one point where like they can, they hover a, uh, they hover like a camera phone over, uh, an image. It's just sh- shot start to end awful. And unfortunately, I, th- yeah. I think, I think this is probably what PSA, when I hear PSA saying or, or BGS ever saying, Hey, we're adding employees. <laughs> I worry. This is what we're getting. And it's hard. The video quality is not what you want to show to card collectors with multi-thousand dollar cards. Um, I don't I don't care who's sitting there. I don't care what they're wearing or, or what they got. You know, I, I'm fine with that. But uh, it, it's not what you want to show. It's I, not. And Ricky, and I'm going to say this for you, Ricky. I, I know you're fired up and producing a bit. So I'm going to cover for you a little bit on that okay. one. But um, yeah, it, it's not what you want to show. No, no. Yeah. And I agree with you. I was just going to say that, you know, if you're going to, for this kind of job, you got to have your employees comfortable. I get it. But I, w- I want to see bro dogs. I want to see them all in sports paraphernalia. I want to see the three of us uh, up there grading cards. And that's just not what I'm seeing here. Right. Someone hits a sick card that's that's a gem mint 10 and they jump up, high five each other in midair. And, yeah, that, that's cards. what I want. Yes. I want a good, yeah. like a Google style in work environment where people are rolling around on their yes. uh, their floating devices, whatever it is, and high fiving each other because they just found a, a gem mint 10. We should start our own, our own company. Oh, but, you know, the sad thing is, is for a company like HGA, I, I got to think that if the the company, and you kind of saw it in their, uh, in their uh, respective offices, <laughs> the, uh, the owners, I think HGA has gotten so popular. I, th- I don't think it matters. I think those owners have benefited greatly from that yeah. company so far. I think they tried to show that they were kind of like a humble service. I I hope. I don't know. I'm that, guessing. That was the tone. I mean, um, yeah. yeah. But, but again, I don't know. I think that they that still, missed the mark. Yeah, but they're still slabbing your cards. They're still protecting your cards. The slabs look cool. Uh, they're decorative. Yeah. They just they just they've got a little ways to come. <laughs> yeah, they do. That Lamar Jackson background. That looks cool. so cool. I thought, like, man, I almost want to go get that card just to submit mm-hmm. it to them. Um, they still have that. That's Did you see how much cool. paper they're wasting printing a single label? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I hope that was just for illustrative purposes. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> it was like a 24 uh, by 36 inch. I, I'll tell you who's thinking about that. It's the guy sitting on the plastic chair. He's like, man, how much are we paying for this roll of paper <laughs> yeah, that we're not using? Exactly. Why don't you buy me a little padding on the chair here? Exactly. <laughs> Oh my god! Afford a label maker. Well, and I liked that when they showed them packaging it. It was clear that they were like packaging it three different times. (laughs) No, grading companies just can't really seem to get out of their own way. So, lastly, guys, PSA. Are we we good to move on to PSA? Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say this is why we'll never see what's at PSA or or BGS. This segment right here. At the day of recording today, which is July first, this was supposed to be the day where PSA. Promise some sort of reopening, right? For card submissions, um, there's been a pretty big fallout in the card ecosystem that we talked about. With mm-hmm. PSA being gone, you know, card prices 
the timing of it has also come down. So today, boys, you guys ready? Yeah. PSA has reopened Woo. express level cards for $200 a card. Yes. Up 50 bucks from previously. And yes. that's it. That's what we were waiting for. Yes. <sighs> you Steve know, Sloan had a statement. Okay. Ricky, go ahead before no, I say it. No, please uh, share it because I think I'm going to comment on that. Okay. A couple of things he said. Our objective with introducing Express at this new price is to manage demand while continuing to allocate the lion's share of our capacity to the existing backlog. During the past three months, we devoted 98% of our available capacity to the backlog. Even with the reintroduction of Express, 90% of our available capacity will still be applied to the backlog at this time. There's a couple other notes, but I'll pause there. Yeah, I uh, that's why I'm okay with it. I'm okay with this uh, with card. And I'm sure once I no longer have cards at PSA, I will not be okay with it any longer. But uh, mm-hmm. they need to get through this backlog. And I was kind of worried that they didn't give themselves enough time. And the fact that they are slowly opening this up. What was it before? Wasn't Express 300 before this? Or is it Express was 150. Or 150. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they've actually Super Express was 300. Super Express. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they suspended Express. So now they've added Express to the Super. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with opening it that slow. Especially that they're not mistreating yeah. their customers that are buying memberships. They're towing that membership um, until the cheapest comes back. I'm okay with that. I'm great. The fact that they have 90% plus focused on that warehouse. That's what they need. And please, for the love of God, PSA, don't show us what's back there. <laughs> <laughs> SGC did, and they did a fantastic job. So, I mean, theirs look anyway. good. Oh, it really? I'll great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we wanted to see. But yeah, no, I mean, PSA, I, I get it too, Ricky, right? Like, we don't want them to fall another 10 million cars behind, right? realistically, this was all that they were going to announce today, you know, $200, right? That's still enough to keep people from submitting base. Like, right. They don't, they don't want that back. Um, I could very easily see the next year being opened up being a hundred dollars and that's it, right? Like they, they don't want to be completely swamped with cards again. And so. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got another idea for how PSA to, to carry over kind of from our conversation um, a couple weeks ago with Chad, when he was uh, two weeks ago with, and with David, what if PSA did this? What if they allowed for a cheaper department and all you could do is they identified your card and slapped it. Okay. You get the same logo. I ident- no grade, but then you can then resubmit that slab and ask that it be graded. For the additional rest of the price. Hmm. PSA gets some money. They split up the work a little bit. Maybe it speeds it across when it's time to grade. Just sit there and uh, chew on that for a minute. But yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I, I can see pros and cons with it, right? Right. Beckett does a raw card review, which is not exactly what you're talking about. Correct. But it's something similar. It's a mm-hmm. midway point. Keeps it somewhat stable. Keeps yeah. the card in good shape. Um, I could see people forging those labels. They'd have to come up with something unique so that people couldn't slap a grade on there. But um, see, and I'm, yeah, that, that's an interesting thought. I'm thinking like you pay, you know, even half the price, three fourths of the price for the slab mm-hmm. and the identification. And then you pay the last quarter 
for and so everything else looks the same still the yeah. qr code on the back still everything else uh, and then you maybe even have to repay for the new pl- slab when it's time to resubmit yeah. it and grade it. Yeah, you it. would. You um, would. Uh, a, I think that would be cool if you wanted to keep, you know, Rick, you've joked about your OCD before right. with cards. Th- this would help to or, um, get you to that goal, right, of having everything uniform and, and look the same in a timely manner. That, yeah, that's an interesting thought. And keep your cards safe while you're waiting to decide if this player is going to pan out or not. It might be a, a cheaper method that doesn't require a lot of man hours in that yeah, that's where you get backlog though right that's True. where you get the investors who ship in thousands of cards let them simmer True. or whatever we called it um let them kind of marinate out there and that, that can i'm get just wondering too, if you but, if you take out the grading process if you could get through those a little bit easier almost mm-hmm. you could i almost wonder if you could use the the ai uh for that kind of thing um, just you can't your, say I, AI this week in cards, man. Apparently, no, a, a makes everyone old standard as an AI. Yeah, and I'm just uh, I'm referring more to you know taking a photo. You, uh, Google will allow you to search uh, a photo in, in their system. Uh, maybe a yeah. system similar that will you know run them by and 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 do that. I don't know. Just trying to think outside the box of ways that people can protect their cards and um, and that it could still be prosperous for PSA. All right, it's been another fun show for Chad and Dean. I'm Ricky, SMC, Gem Mint 10, G Max Cup. Wishing all of you a wonderful day. So guys, I pulled up the QR code. Yeah, Did you type on in the, the SNC card, and I did put in this very long identification number. Mm-hmm. This is actually really cool. It pulls up subgrades. Oh, that's cool. Corners, 10, 9, edges, 10. surface, centering, then the overall grade. So yeah. it got three tens and a nine. Oh wow, that's cool. Which is pretty cool. And then check this out. Right above it, there's a video of the grader reviewing my card. Wow. How cool is that? Okay, see that that's that's the kind of things without... I want to see. I want to see Isn't cut, that awesome? Hands covered in uh plastic, black plastic gloves. Don't show us their faces. Just show us the Yeah. Grading. You know, but, this video cut short, but the video was 45 seconds long. And I was watching it during the show. It it looks really cool. That's really cool. That's a really unique way. And I don't know how they're going to keep up with that mm. if they grow, but <laughs> that is super There's cool. There's no pop that's count. True, right? There's no pop report on there, but um, that's pretty cool. I like that feature a lot, yeah. actually. Oh, that's, yeah, PSA could do something similar, right? Because we always wonder what the subgrades are for PSA, right? Right. Like, They've got enough money. That wouldn't money. take much. They could just right? plug in a bunch of little... Uh, yeah, they don't have to print it on the label. That's actually a really fantastic idea. Yeah. That's cool. Very, very cool. I may go back to them in the future. Mm. No. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.